Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I am Pastor Vince Haney from Raymond Word of Faith, the Word Church. And again, welcome to another exciting broadcast of Faith on Fire. Again, we're here to help ignite your faith on fire by feeding you nothing but the indestructible, incorruptible, ever-living Word of God. Amen. And we're going to... Good preaching. Good preaching? That's good preaching right there. (laughs) Okay. Well, we're going to start it. uh, We're talking about what we're going to talk about today and. uh as I opened the Bible, the Holy Spirit said, talk about this. And, and we're going to look at the book of James, chapter 1, and a little in chapter 2. And it says here, qualities needed in trials, tribulations, persecution. You're going to need some God-type qualities. But the next subtitle in my Bible says, doers, not hearers only. And, and again, the next one after that says, faith without works is dead. And again, that's the name of this broadcast, Faith on Fire. And uh, I'm going to read this passage real quick because a lot of people don't realize you're going to always get have an opportunity to prove what you declare you believe, what you claim you believe concerning the gospel, concerning you being a Christian. Life is going to always give you an opportunity to prove what you claim you believe. And I like what the scripture says, what Paul says in Romans 12, 2 and 3, when he talks about being transformed by the renewing of your mind. The latter part of that verse says that you may prove what that good and perfect and acceptable will of God is. So as you are demonstrating what you believe, you're actually proving something. Not only to yourself, to the world, God already knows it. He says, but you're going to prove to others and yourself what, what God's good and perfect and acceptable will of God is. And we understand from Matthew 6, God's will is that his kingdom would come and that his will would be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Because heaven has a way that it, it operates, that it does things. And God wants that demonstrated through his body, his church, which are the saints here on earth. So here in James chapter 1, verse 19, look what it says. So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath, for the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. 
So he means being angry and all that is not going to produce righteousness. That's why I believe I said this the other day at service. He said, be swift to hear and slow to speak. Well, I believe that's why God gave us one mouth and two ears. Quick to hear. You need, well, you, get, you got two of them because you, to be swift to hear, but slow to speak because we always want to declare what we believe and speak our peace. But he says, no, sometimes you have, and I'm learning that, Richard. I'm learning to just be quiet and listen. Yeah, Richard's over there laughing at me. But I'm learning that, Richard. I'm learning I'm growing. God, I'm still a work in progress. But I'm learning that even with my spouse. That's the first place I had to learn to just listen. Well, you know, it's, it's so easy for us as somebody else is talking to be formulating what we're going to say. Right. We're not really actually hearing. <laughs> we're just them. waiting on you to be quiet so I can get so in I there. Can talk. Right, 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 right. And so, yeah. Most of the time, for most people, they are. They're, they're formulating what they're going to say in return in their head right, rather not than listening, listening to right, what right. the person said. So the scripture, he, so, but here's the instruction. Remember, these are other keys are keys to the kingdom, too. This is the key for success, you know, being swift to hear and, and slow to speak. So Because you got to listen. But look what he says also in verse 21. After he said that, therefore, and I, I understand every time the Bible says therefore, that's what it's there for. He said, therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. Then he goes, so he says, lay, lay that stuff aside. I mean, don't be a part of that anymore. And then receive the truth of God's word. In one translation says engrafted. This translation in New King James says implanted. Same thing. It is. It, it's might going to hurt you as it's getting engrafted or implanted. It's just like a surgeon. When you they prep you for surgery or get you ready for the procedure, they got to cut you open. But the doctor's not cutting you open to hurt you to say, yeah, I'm going to get this guy real good today. I'm going to know he's got to go in there and cut you open to get to the problem. So the word of God, it says in Hebrews 4.12, it's living, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. And it'll cut. And our job is just to lay there and receive the, implanted or the engrafting of the word and lay there until we get sewn back up <laughs> just like in the natural in the surgery they have to get the incision so the doctor can or the surgeon can go in and do what he needs to do but he's going to sew you up and then they ship you off to recovery same thing with us we have to receive that word and not get offended by it don't think oh god just wants to hurt me no he's trying to get something in you that's good so that's why he says, receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your soul or which is able to heal you, to fix you back up. And I like verse 22, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. He said, remember, swift to hear, be, be, be doers of it and not just hearers only. Verse 23, for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in the mirror but he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty, that's the word of God, and continues in it. That's the key right there. It continues in it. And it's not a forgetful here, but a doer of the word. This one will be blessed in what he does. So God's saying here in his word, if you do, if you're not just a hearer only, but a doer of the word, you'll be blessed in what you do. And that's God's desire. Jesus came preaching the blessing, and the blessing came with some commands. And the most, the, the key, the new command he gave was love. 
And, and for Christians, we can do that because in Romans, he say the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. So all of us get that measure of faith or that measure of love when we get born again. So we're able to do that. You just have to go ahead and receive and, and go ahead and do it. God wouldn't tell you that his love's been pouring out in your heart and he was just lying. He was for real when he said that. I poured some, when you received my son as Lord and Savior, been redeemed, restored back to me, I poured some love in, inside of you. And we know what 1 Corinthians 13 says about love. It has a whole chapter <laughs> about what love is and what love is. So that's what we get. So we can do that. It's just now the ball's in our court. Do you want to just hear about it only or do you want to be about it, meaning do it? Well, when people read a lot of times in, in James there as he talks about faith without works is dead, I've had people say to me, see, there's a contradiction in the Bible. And I say, what do you mean? And they say, Paul writes that we're saved by grace through faith, not by works. And here James says, faith without works is dead. I said, no, they're not contradicting each other. We're saved by grace through faith, clearly. But once we are saved by that grace through faith, now we are going to do just naturally do good works. And so what James is saying is, you tell me what you believe. I'll show you what I believe <laughs> by what I do. Right, right, you, right. You can see. You don't have to just hear me blab. You don't have to just hear me talk about what I do. You can watch me. And we see that in real life every day. We see people that can talk a good game. They can talk. A, they do a lot of big talking. But when the reality comes, they, they don't do what they say they're going to do in a lot of different ways. And so the, all James is saying is, you want to know what I really believe? Just watch me. And then you'll know what I really believe. And it goes back, as we've talked before, when a child is on the edge of the pool and the dad or the mom's in the pool and says, jump, the, there's a little natural hesitance there and then all of a sudden the the kid usually will just overcome that and jump well you know what you you realize what they really believe as soon as they jump they can say they love you they can say they trust you they can say that they know you'll always take care of them but you know that when they jump right. because what they're proving they demonstrated what they claim they believe right so their oh. faith is shown by their works if right. the kid says oh no way i'm not jumping in then you know that that also speaks about what they truly believe adults go to these camps where they want to treat you cheat you trust and all those kind of things and they'll say all right you're going to just fall over straight back and they're going to catch you and you can know in your head that they're probably going to but most adults have a hard time doing this because you want to kind of turn at the last second because what if they don't? And so you can say, yeah, oh, yeah, I trust you completely until it's time to follow a backward. And that, well, maybe I don't so much. And so James, as he's speaking here, he's saying, he's not saying that you're saved by your works. He says, you'll just be able to tell what I really, truly believe, what my faith really, truly is by the things that I do. Paul, as he writes there in Ephesians 2, 8, 9, about we're saved by grace through faith, not by works, lest any man should boast, goes on to say, but we're saved unto good works. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so just naturally, a Christian, as they are saved, as they exercise faith, are going to do good works. Not because they have to, not so God will keep loving them, 
Not so they will continue in his grace, but because that's just naturally what happens. Well, and, and, and I wanted to stay on these lines of doing good works because my subtitle says qualities needed in trials. So when you're going through stuff, are you going to, and we're all going to face trials, tribulations, persecutions as believers, and even not as believers, you're going to go through stuff. But are you going to have faith and trust what God said in his word during those times? Or even like we say in traffic, on a day-to-day basis, life is going to give you an opportunity to demonstrate the word of God. Because everybody's going to go through stuff. And that's where God says, I want you, you're falling. I want you to know I got you. I still got you. And you have to demonstrate that he still got you by still being kind to people and not blowing up. When an unexpected bill arrives at your door, you're not getting anxious and, 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 and what's that hyperventilating about it and saying, no, I'm going to cast all, the Lord told me to cast all my cares upon him, but he cares for me. And I had to do that this morning because I was looking at some expenses that I hadn't budgeted for, unexpected expenses. So I had to go back to what the word of God said, that he shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. I had to meditate on that. I had to speak that. And most of all, I had to thank the Lord for that, for that promise. Because things are going to happen again. And that's where our faith has to be in God. Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty three, have faith in God. Well, again, God in his word is one. And when life happens... You still have to rely on what God said to bring you through that. And it goes back with the children of Israel coming out of Israel into the wilderness, into the promised land. God made a lot of promises. Coming out of Egypt, he made a lot of promises just getting them out of Egypt. And we know just getting out of Egypt, they had lots of obstacles just with Pharaoh. But then when Pharaoh finally decided to let them go and they packed up and left, well, and God led them right to the Red Sea. <laughs> And that seems impossible. They still had to trust that God was going to get them over. And and people don't often think of this. He leads them to the Red Sea to give them another chance to have trust to have faith in him again, right? And that's the whole. That's with us. That's an example for us because in Hebrews it it tells us about that situation with the children of Israel, Israel, and it tells us that we should learn from that example because every. That during that whole period, they had that full 40 years, which is supposed to be 40 days, they still had to trust him all the way. And it's the same thing with us. We still have to trust God's word every day. That's why the Bible says that the just shall live by faith. And I always ask people, how often do you live? Every day. Man should not live by bread alone, but by everywhere. we got to live by God's word every day. So, and, and God leads us into places where our faith can be strengthened. Right. We, we're going to have a chance to show what we truly believe or not. Right. Just Life like is going to give you that opportunity. Just like the Israelites as they come up right. against the Red Sea, we got to see what they really believed, which was, oh, we're all going to die. Because it came out of their mouth. Well, what's in your heart is going to come out of your mouth. And the Bible says in Romans, with the heart one believes, and with the mouth confession is made. Meaning whatever's in your heart you're going to speak with your mouth. And usually that comes out under pressure. You oh, yeah. Under pressure, oh, yeah. Under pressure. It's coming out. What you really think right. is going to come out. What you really right. feel. And that's why he tells us to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Renew our mind with what God said. Get that word in your spirit. So now you're not led by an unrenewed mind, but you're led by the spirit. Because Jesus said, the words I speak are spirit in their life. 
And then he tells us to walk in the spirit and you won't fulfill the lust yeah. of the flesh. So I say to you, live by the spirit. Yeah. So, so live by the word of God, basically. And it's having trust that God's going to manifest what he said. Even in our trials and tribulations, you have to still stand on the word of God. I believe that's in first Timothy. He, it tells us to fight the good fight of faith. I mean, you got to stay grounded and rooted. You got to fight. You got to use the word of God. Jesus used it when he started his ministry over there. The scripture says he was led. God led him to the wilderness to be tempted by Satan. Oh, same thing he did with the children of Israel. He was led to the wilderness to be tempted by Satan. Well, question, did, G did Satan defeat Jesus in the wilderness? No, he didn't. Jesus used the word of God. He kept on declaring, it is written. Well, he must have knew what's written if he can quote what's written. He didn't say, hold on, let me go back and get my Bible. Let me go back to the temple. I'll be back, Satan. He kept on telling Satan what was written, which was he was referring to the word of God. And that's the only thing that destroys the power of the devil is the word of God. And we have to stand on that. You have to meditate on it. You got to speak it. You can't be ashamed of the gospel. You can't be ashamed not to let the word of God come out of your mouth, especially under pressure. Because under pressure, everybody's looking at you. And they want and, and the devil's trying to get you to speak what the reality looks like. You can't speak that. You got to call things that be not as though they were. Well, and then you talked about the scripture earlier, you know, it talks about anger. And the anger does not bring about the righteous life. See, we get under pressure and then we blow Bo up. Right. And you know, whether that's a husband or a wife or that's at work or wherever, we just blow the up. The Bible talks about that in Galatians, the works of the flesh is outburst of wrath. <laughs> An outburst. No, right, you, you got to be. You up and you, and you lose it. See, Jesus was always cool under pressure. Remember? Peter cut off the guy's ear. Jesus said, hold on, hold on, man. We ain't got to go there, man. It's nothing. Let me fix him up real quick. And he healed his ear real quick. Jesus was always cool under pressure. The Bible said he walked through the crowd. I think He's he got invisible. In the storm and he wakes right. Up. He was always cool. He's like, whoa. Now, see, <laughs> and a lot of Christians keep forgetting that Jesus is our example of how to walk by faith. He walked by faith. He trusted God, even to the point of death. You know, God promised him that he was going to die and be a sin sacrifice for humanity, but I'm going to raise you up in three days, Jesus. Jesus had to believe that because Jesus went freely to the cross. And he said, nobody takes my life, I give it up. He went freely. But he had faith that God was going to do what he said. His father, his Abba father, was going to do what he said he would do. And not only that, we know he's, he believed that because he declared it all through his ministry. He would tell Peter and them, yeah, the son of man is going to be turned over to evil man and blah, 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 but I, I'll be raised up in three days. He always declared, destroy this temple in three days. He constantly said it. He was getting what he was speaking, what he believed. So the Bible says we believe, therefore we speak. So whatever you believe in your heart, you're going to speak. And when pressure come on you, you're going to speak it. Remember, Jesus was in the garden. Was the Garden of Gethsemane when he was the final hours leading up to the, the crucifixion where he was sweating blood? But he still declared something. He said, if this cup can pass for me, let it be done. But then faith kicked in and said, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Meaning I'm going to do it. I still trust you, Father, that you're going to, I'm going to be back with you in eternity. So let's let's get the let the games begin. Well, it's like Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego mm -hmm. when they say to Nebuchadnezzar, "Our God can save us, but even if He doesn't, we're Still not bowing, bowing down." down. So, and, and that's the way we have to be, even yeah. If do you, you don't. think that 
the, the Christian church in the United States of America needs some more Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego's. Mm-hmm. Uh, more people who are going to say, you know what, our God can save us, but even if he doesn't, we're not ever bowing down to you. And we need Christians who are going to stand up and say, no matter what happens, we're going to follow God. We're going to do you what God what? There's said. still some of us around that has, have that mind, that mind of Christ that we're not going to bow down to you. You know, I'm going through something in my life right now, and God's been revealing to me, you know, how he makes all things work together for the good. And and I remember the, the early disciples, they made this declaration, and I find myself making it now, that they said, we count our, we, we're worthy to be persecuted for you. We, we, we consider it an honor to, to suffer for Christ. And that's got to be the mindset. If I have, that's what my Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was basically declaring. Well, if we have to go, it's still going to be an honor. We went down believing what we believed. We went down standing on the truth. Yeah, we're never bowing down to yeah. you no matter what happens. And that's got to be the mindset. Now, when you say the word suffering to most Christians in America today, most Christians in America don't even like to hear the word suffer. Well, well there's, another word, I, there's suffer. another word I use for suffering, and it's in the Bible, to endure. Suffering means to endure. The Bible says Jesus endured the cross. Yes, but. <laughs> well, you're going to have to endure some things. You can't be weak. Remember, Jesus was the sample son. And Jesus says, in this world, you will have trials and tribulations. We're going to have to endure some trials, some tribulations, yes, some persecution. I, I never thought this would ever happen to me. Man, Jesus if said, I had a dollar for every time I heard somebody say to Jesus me. Jesus said, if they hated me, they're going to hate you. If yeah, they persecuted me, they're they going to really persecute would. you. Well, yeah, I didn't think it either. But, <laughs> but then the scripture said, I thought, don't. I thought the scripture just said that. I didn't think right, it right. Well, Same here, too. And then I read, don't think it's strange when it actually happens to you. We have to go back to that because the Holy Spirit is there to remind you of things he said. So he's going to remind you. He said, remember, you was reading that all the time. Don't think it's strange when you go through these. And you can't think it's strange. you got to go back through the scriptures and find out all of God's children that went through some stuff but came out victorious. Because that's what he told us. I'll always cause you to triumph. I'll always give you the victory. If you don't throw in the white flag, you got to continually fight the good fight of faith. you got to do what he said, run with endurance the race that was set before you, looking into the word of God as the author and the finisher of your faith. Well, see, and it, Jesus tells Peter and Luke at the Last Supper, he says to him, Satan has asked to sift you like wheat, but I have prayed for you. And when you return, strengthen your brothers. So Jesus knew from the get-go what was going to happen. He knew that Satan was going to do his best to ruin Peter. But he says, I've prayed for you. Well, you know what? He's and made intercession for him even beforehand. That same promise it's for us too. Right. He he's he's right. making intercession for us. He's at, he's seated the at the right hand, still making, making intercessions. He had made intercession for Peter. He says to Peter, "But I have prayed for you before it has happened." He is mm-hmm. making intercession for us before it even happens. We are in His hand. Thank be, you, Jesus. Before that, see, see, heaven is rooting for us. Right before that tragedy happens, before that thing happens, He is making intercession. You know what? For and that's us. what God showed me in the trial that I'm in right now. He says, "I've already made provisions for this." I just want you to walk in it and trust me. Yes, you're going to have to. Uh, this is one rap song. This guy says, you know, God will take you to hell just to get. He'll take you through hell just to get you to heaven. You're going to have to go through some fire. You're going to have to go through some storms to get to your wealthy place, to the promise. Back to the children of, of Israel in the, coming out of Egypt. They thought they was coming right out of Egypt. Bam, into the promised land. 
Well, that's what we all think when we get saved. Well, well, Bam, boom. And, and you go back to Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. They had to go into the furnace. Right. Now, the furnace couldn't fry them, <laughs> but they were in the furnace. Right. Daniel had to go in the lion's den. Though right. the lions didn't eat them. See, we don't want to go through nothing. We want everything right. we to We don't want to go to the furnace. Right. We want to go sit back and take it easy. We want a nice air conditioning room. We want to say we came. We, we showed up on Sunday and, and praise the Lord. No, you're going to have to go through something. If your faith is truly on fire. Because... See, if your faith's on fire, you're a threat to the enemy. You're a threat. And here's what I know. The more knowledge, spiritual knowledge you get, the more dangerous you are to the kingdom of darkness. And Satan's going to always try to get you off of that word. So he's going to throw trials and tribulations and, and persecute you. Just like Jesus said, if they hated me, they're going to hate you. Well, why did they hate Jesus? Because he came with the truth. Right. The way, the, the life. He hates the truth. Yeah, he hates the truth because he's a, Jesus talked about the devil he say he's a liar he was a liar from the beginning <laughs> and, and the lie hates the truth so the lie is always going to try to come against discount the truth they always try to discount jesus constantly they were trying to catch him up and he just still cool jesus jesus was cool he was just cool and calm he hit him with a parable real quick he'll talk about him in love <laughs> he called him hypocrites in love but 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 he knew he had understanding and he knew he had wisdom from God. And when you have the wisdom from God, meaning the knowledge of God, you're, you can't be moved. And, and the devil hates that. So we always want to ignite people's faith on fire and be strong in the Lord. And that's when you go back to that scripture that says, why are you surprised when these things happen to you? Don't be surprised. I'm not surprised, Richard. Yeah, but I mean, you and I both have talked to all kinds of people that are. I mean, I've talked to lots of people who... Man, I never thought this would ever happen to me. I never thought my health would go like this. I never thought my job would go like this. I never thought my finances would go. Whatever the issue is, people are all the time saying, yes, but I never thought. I know what the scripture says, but I never thought it would happen to me. I well, never thought it well, would see, be Well, see, I never thought it happened to me either, but it's in those times of trials and tribulations where you can de develop your faith even more. You can be strengthened. Well, that's why James says to consider it pure joy when we face those things, and we could probably talk about that the next show. Consider it pure joy when you face these things because it, all those things are what it takes to make you perfect. That in them, mm -hmm. God is perfecting you. He is making you into the person that he wants you to be. And that's what it's going to take. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was looking at the clock over there. We got plenty of time. I was just thinking about what Abraham, the Bible says about Abraham in Romans chapter 4. It says uh, about Abraham, he did not consider he didn't he didn't consider his circumstances i'm paraphrasing he did not for verse romans 4 verse 20 he did not waver at the promise of god through unbelief but was strengthened in faith giving glory to god and being fully convinced convinced that what he had promised he was able to perform see that was an example for us that's a key right there he didn't waver at the promise of god meaning he his faith was on fire and he was fully convinced that God was able to provide what he said he was. And that's going to do it for this episode. We're out of time, but we're definitely not out of word. And we want to remind you, as you go through this week, continue to walk by faith.
If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.